0: Hi you guys, welcome back to the Scrubs Off Duty Podcast. I'm your host, Brie Bree the Nurse. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, hey, how's it going? But if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is going to be all about travel nursing. I quit my job in December of 20. What year is it? 2022. <laughs> so not a full year ago, but I quit my staff nursing ER job in December. And then I started travel nursing. My first contract was in Arizona and we ended up extending because we loved it so much. But I wanted to talk about like things I wish I knew before my first contract, like quick little tips that I learned, and just the whole journey. So let's get into it. First things first, when you decide that you want to start travel nursing, my biggest tip would be to have multiple different recruiters. So With multiple different agencies. Everyone always asks like what agency do you use and I genuinely don't think like that matters. I feel like you can use multiple different agencies and I have like talked to multiple different um, recruiters and I'm signed up and have you know everything my whole profile completed so I can be ready to go with them and why you do that is because you could literally be applying for the same exact job and they will give you different rates, different pay rates. And it's like, wait, (laughs) why is this one $200 lower a week for the same job? So I'm just trying to help you get your bag because, you know, that makes no sense why you are getting paid less for the same thing. So what that means is being signed up with multiple different agencies. When you sign up with an agency, you get assigned to a recruiter. Some people like Reach out to specific recruiters. You can find good ones. You know, some people recommend them on their Instagram stories or like Facebook groups. Um, or if you just sign up like on an app, they'll randomly assign you to one. But you, you know, have to give them all of your information. You normally have to take like a little quiz for them. So like I had to take like an ER nursing like self evaluation where you evaluate. It's not like a test, but it's like you evaluate your knowledge on each subject so like it'll ask you you know like splinting could you teach it like stuff like that you know it's kind of a pain in the butt when you first sign up with all of the different agencies but after that like you're signed up you're done they have all your certs all of that and you don't have to think about it uh, think about it anymore and you're ready to be submitted to any job so I can text the recruiter anytime and say like, hey, I saw this job get posted. I'm really interested. Can you submit me? And boom, instead of them being like, oh no, I'm still waiting on this, this, and this from you. With that said, you should, especially if you do have like a lot of certifications, I highly recommend putting like a Google Drive together or even just like a folder on your photo album of all of your certs. So your your BLS, your ACLS, your NIH, like, any cert you have, put it in a folder because you are going to need it to submit all of those and it's just so much easier having them all in one place so you aren't like digging through or like trying to log into aha.com to get your, you know, proof of certification. I also would have like your license numbers handy, especially if you're licensed in multiple different states. I literally have all of that info in a photo album on my phone. (laughs) I'll pull it up just to show you. I have it all. You could put it in uh, in a Google Drive, but like it's just so much easier for me to just put it in a photo album. I have it called Nurse Certs. Here it is right here. Nurse Certs. And I actually have my a picture of my license in there too because you normally have to submit a picture of your license. But, like, here's my Massachusetts license. Here's my diploma for my bachelor's. Someone asked me for that, so I have that. Here's my NRP cert. Like, I have 25 things in this folder, and it's all right there handy so I can just send it whenever I'm ready, whenever I need to. And it is a game changer, a game changer. Plus you look so much more prepared. Oh, and your resume, put your resume in there and keep your resume up to date, even like with your traveling. So you could put like travel nurse, this location from this time to this time, this time, to this time, etc. cetera. And you will be so much more organized. But once you sign up with multiple recruiters, you're, you're all set. And Some of them are really great, and some of them are, like, not so great. Some of them kind of ghost you. Like, I've had, (laughs) I was kind of surprised because I felt like at first with some of them that I had, they weren't really, like, recruiting for me, I guess you could say. Like, I feel like I was looking for more jobs than they were, but now I have, I feel like, a good group of recruiters that, like, will be like, hey, I saw this job. I think you would really like it. But some of them, like, would never even bother me, and then some of them, call you nonstop every single day. And I'm like, how did you get my number? Like, I'm not even signed up with you guys. Where'd you get my info from? Leave me alone. Like, literally, I will get voicemails and texts and emails. And I'm like, who are you? And how'd you get this number? Delete my number. (laughs) But it is really helpful to have someone that is, you know, very reachable and responsive When you're trying to submit to something, because sometimes these jobs get snatched up real quick in high demand, especially if it's like a good paying, good city, you know, and you want someone that's gonna be like, yep, on it, submitting you right now, submitted, you got it, sort of thing. So, highly recommend, you know, trial and error, and like your recruiter is working for you. So, I know a lot of people like feel bad. If they, you know, switch recruiters, but like they're working for you, and if it's not like a good relationship, if it's not working out, like I don't think you should feel bad for getting a different recruiter. Like I think it's totally fine. If you're not vibing, switch it up. <laughs> Definitely sign up with multiple agencies, and then once you have those already, you can be submitted to anything and get started. And then once you, so normally, like there's two different ways that you can get a job. Some of them will just like not even interview you and do an automatic offer. And then some of them will interview you as well. And after that is kind of when like it's a pain in the butt doing the credentializing process. (laughs) Takes some time. But when you stick with the same agency, it's not as big of a pain in the butt. But like you have to go get your TB test done. You have to go get a physical... You have to go get, um, or like proof of all of your vaccinations from, you know, birth basically. (laughs) And then you have to, a lot of the times like take, um, health stream tests through like for the hospital itself and for whatever your agency is. So like normally there's like, you know, whatever specialty you're in. So like mine was, I had to take an ER nursing test and then I had to take a pharmacology test. And, and these are, like, tests, like, actual questions, not just, like, self-evaluation. And then some, like, for this last contract, I had to retake my NIH, even though it wasn't expired. That was just, like, what the hospital wanted you to do. And, you know, every hospital also has their required certifications. So, if you don't have that, then you would have to get, you know, whatever they're wanting. Also, <laughs> big tip, if you are looking to travel and you don't live in, like, Michigan is not a compact state, so I have to apply for a license no matter what in every single state that I want to go to, and I didn't realize how long it takes. <laughs> like, it can take a long time. I think my Arizona license took maybe two and a half months to come back. My Hawaii one took maybe a month, and then my Massachusetts one took a couple of weeks. But some of them take even longer, and normally you can Google it and kind of get, like, an estimate. I don't know how accurate it always is, but you can Google how long each state takes. With that said, keep your receipts because your agency, if you sign a contract, most agencies, if you sign a contract in that state, they will reimburse you for your licensing expenses. A lot of the times when you do have to get licensed, like you have to go get fingerprinted again and you have to fill out all the paperwork. And like the Massachusetts one was really interesting. You had to do your nursing school how to fill out a form too. So like it was a little, but they didn't have you fingerprint, which I thought was weird. Every state kind of does their own things. I always Google, shoot, is it on trusted health? I think, I think trusted health. If you just Google like how to apply for a nursing license in this state. I think it's Trusted Health. That's going to drive me insane. But they have like a literal step-by-step because if you miss one thing, your license will be pending and you'll be like, what the heck? And then you'll try to call the board and half the time you're on hold for forever. Arizona, Mm. Mm. Arizona and I have beef. When I was applying for my Arizona license, it was taking five ever, okay? And so I had like read and heard people say to call the board of nursing and talk to like an actual person, right? So I was trying to call. I was on hold for an hour, maybe even two hours at this point. And the way they do it, they're like holding machine, like call, you have to press like one or something. It's like, if you're still on the line, dial one. But like, if you don't hit it right away, it hangs up on you. Like, it it disconnects immediately. And I had done it probably four times already. And I, you know, like, I don't know what I even... I was, like, maybe texting on my phone while the call was in the background. And I, you know, clicked as soon as I, like, as fast as I could. I clicked it, and I thought it registered it, and it didn't, and it hung up, like, immediately. And I was like, you are freaking kidding me. I've been on hold for this long. Mm, and there's no, like, callback system either. Like, you have to stay on the line. And it it was just a little frustrating, to say the least, okay? <laughs> As I bet you can imagine. But, you know, we got through it. We, we got our license eventually. It all worked out at the end of the day. But just to let you know, some states are kind of a pain. And if you live in a compact state, thank your lucky stars. You are so lucky. And I'm envious of you in Michigan. Come on. Get with the system, please. After you do all of those things, typically you're ready to start your assignment. It can kind of feel like a little overwhelming. Like I did a contract with AMN and their app like says like how many steps you have to do. And I had, I think, 98 things I had to do. And I was like, (laughs) shut the front door. 98 things before I can start. What? I wasn't expecting to have to do all of this. So just keep that in mind, especially if, like, you're going back-to-back contracts. Like, it can be a little time-consuming on your days off to have to do all that stuff. So don't think, like, you just sign a contract and then easy-breezy you start, you know, the next week. <laughs> it normally is, like, a three-week from when you sign it. Like, three weeks at least of an onboarding process. And after that, then it's good. Also good things to have on hand are references, especially references that, you know, not only rave about how great you are, but, like, actually respond, whether that be phone or email. Personally, like, when I've been a reference, I would much rather respond to an email, you know, like, I don't really like talking to people on the phone, (laughs) but that's just me. Um, but having someone that's like reliable and will actually answer will speed things along because most of the time the agencies won't submit you until they hear from your references. And like, if they don't answer for four days, you're losing out on jobs. Also, like, as you leave an assignment, Update your references. So ask your manager or ask, you know, like the house supervisor or the CNS, like whoever it may be, a charge nurse. Try to get two good references, you know, from that last job you worked and have those on file. Obviously, I think this should be common knowledge, but maybe it's not. Always ask. Like, don't just take someone's phone number and put it down and have them be blindsided and get a phone call like, hey, how is was Brie? You know, like, no, be like, hey, can I use you as a reference? And most of the time, like, I feel like people would have no problem and be like, oh yeah, unless they don't like you for some reason, but I wouldn't put, like, don't put someone that you think, like, doesn't like you, <laughs> you know, put someone that you know is gonna hype you up and help you land that job. I actually got the absolute sweetest, my... I don't know if they're supposed to do this, so I hope they don't get me in tr- or I hope I don't get them in trouble for saying this, but my one recruiter sent me, she like blanked out the name and everything, so I don't know which person it was from, but she sent me the sweetest, um, like she sent me what my reference said about me, <laughs> and she left me a voicemail. I was actually trying on wedding dresses when I got the, her call, and I thought she was like calling about a potential job, and I had Brandon. I was like, Brandon, can you call the recruiter? Because she called me, but I'm trying on wedding dresses, so I can't take her call right now. And he said like, it wasn't a big deal. And she left me a voicemail and I listened to it later. And it said like some, she said, you know, I just sent you this screenshot from your reference. And I just want you to read this like on your days when you're having a rough day or like, you know, forget why you chose to become a nurse. And she was like, this is the sweetest reference I've ever gotten. And like literally I I was crying reading this reference. And it was from someone at that I like at the, my travel hospital that I worked at. And so I was like, wow, that's really, really freaking sweet. And I don't know, it just, (laughs) I, before I started travel nursing, I was so, so, so nervous about like making friends and, you know, having a good like work, work fam relationship because, you know, like you're the traveler. And I feel like, I mean, when at my staff hospital, like everyone was so, so, so nice to the travelers. I feel like we were all really supportive, but like I've heard some horror stories of people bullying travelers and I did not want that to happen. Like, not that I can't handle it. Like, I think I can handle my own. But, you know, I like, you know, I think it's so much more fun when you have fun at work and like, you know, teamwork and can, you know, be friends. And it just made me really happy knowing that like, I made connections there. And honestly, it was so sad leaving. I think I shed a couple tears on the drive home because it was sad but we did stay like six months so I feel like we got really close with everyone and they threw us a going away party and it was so cute it was Hawaiian themed because we originally were taking a contract in Hawaii and we had to cancel that um, because of the fires and you know the lack of housing there and just for Maui's sake like we aren't needed there or, you know, really wanted there right now, um, which I talked about this already. But, you know, I will also have resources to help Maui out linked below. I mean, even one of my friends that's a local is leaving and giving her housing up to people who don't have housing there and coming back to the U.S. for a little bit. So um, as disappointing as it is, That's just not where we're supposed to be right now. And my heart goes out to everyone in Maui. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Please, please, please reach out to me, DM me, whatever. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I also want to talk about the pay because this was something I didn't really understand before I started. So your pay is made up of two things. Your hourly rate, well, I guess kind of three things, your hourly rate, and then your stipend. And your stipend is made up of meal stipend and housing stipend. And the way that works is if you're duplicating your income, which means when we traveled, we kept our apartment here. We were still paying rent on our apartment. And we rented a place in Arizona. So we had we were duplicating our expenses. We had two places we were paying for. You get your housing or you get your stipend tax-free if you do not duplicate your expenses and you know be careful like i don't i <laughs> i know people that don't duplicate their expenses but still take the t- stipend tax free and that's really freaking shady and tax fraud and you know the government probably will come for you at some point and from my knowledge i correct me if i'm wrong but from my knowledge i think they can um tax you back seven years and like you'll owe a lot of money. So do not do that, okay? But some people will um, get their stipends taxed if they aren't duplicating their expenses. So that's the way to do it. Get them taxed if you are not duplicating. Be careful, please. I do not want you to owe a ton and ton of money. It is not worth it. (laughs) But... Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind-the-scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons, on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. Your stipend is where you make a lot of your money because that is tax-free and they generally give you like a decent amount of money. And as long as you find a place to live that is less than your stipend you know you should be coming out making more and it's especially nice like traveling with my fiance like we were able to split the rent and we obviously split the rent here so that helps as well so like if you do travel with someone splitting the rent helps you make more income and or keep your expenses down I should say but one thing I learned about is that um You can look up stipends. The website is GSA. I think it's gsa.gov. But you can look up what the max stipend would be in whatever area, in whatever time frame. And that's a good resource to have. I've negotiated the contract we signed and the Arizona contract both times and gotten a higher stipend rate because of that. And that is, I mean, negotiate. Max that biatch out. Like, get your bag. (laughs) You know, like get your stipend if your stipend's tax-free get the max you can out of it that's my opinion on it at least but especially because you are duplicating and you are you know you, you have double the living expenses so if this is what the stipend is for that area you know go for it because it's all based on how the cost of living is in that area so obviously you know if it's A bigger city, the stipend's probably going to be a little bit higher because the cost of living in bigger cities is typically higher. So those are always things to keep in mind. And always look at your hourly too, because sometimes I've, I've seen some contracts and like the hourly has been $20. I'm like, $20, what? What? (laughs) Wait, wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. (laughs) So a lot of the times, um, people think, you know, if you work a bunch of overtime as a traveler, you'll make a lot of money. But sometimes hospitals won't let you work overtime. But also, like, your hourly might be, like, you know, 40 bucks, 35 bucks, or something like that. Like, the hourly rates are not as much as they were during COVID, unless, you know, maybe you're in California or something. But they're not as much right now. Hopefully, rates will go up in the fall. But... You don't get more stipend when you work overtime, so working overtime, just, like, always calculate it and see if it's worth it beforehand for you. Don't think, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make so much money when, like, really your hourly might be, like, 30 bucks, so you'll be making 45 because time and a half. Just things to think about. With that said, the GSA is a super, super good resource, so always keep that in the back of your mind when you're starting a contract or thinking about signing a contract because you can't really typically negotiate the pay. But a little thing I learned too is always be checking the apps and like for after you sign a contract and are working on a contract, like always check and see what if they're posting new jobs for that same facility you're at and make sure that like the rates aren't significantly higher. I was able to negotiate my rate higher when I saw the rate go higher for the same facility I was working at, because I'm like, um, I just signed like a week ago, and now the pay is up like $300 a week. What's what's going on with that? You know, it's all supply and demand, obviously, but just make sure you're getting paid what you're worth and not getting taken advantage of, basically. I will say for me, I love, love, love travel nursing. It was really hard for me to be away from my family because I am like such so close with my family with all my siblings and my parents and I mean all of Brandon's family is in Michigan too like our family is all local and close to us like basically all within an hour of us so it is really hard when we moved 28 hours away for six months but I was so happy and I think like being in the warmth was super nice, like not having to deal with the snow, being a little snowbird. It was so, so, so nice. It definitely has its ups and downs. It also kind of like I missed decorating for holidays. Like I have all of my decorations in Michigan for, you know, I always decorate for Valentine's Day and like, you know, Easter, all these holidays. And it was a little sad not doing that. Like I missed not that like the house we were renting didn't feel like home. But it like it's not the same. You don't you're not staying in one spot. And I wonder if we have maybe considered about if we continue to travel to get an RV. And I wonder if we did that like we could make that more homey because like that is your home base, you know, but. I don't know. That was one of the downsides for me, as great as it was, as much as we loved it. Like there's obviously pros and cons to everything. And who am I to tell you all these pros and all these tips without telling you the cons? I'm going to keep it real. (laughs) Another con obviously was being away from friends. And then like, I feel like we didn't make a ton of friends until later on in our contract. So it can get a little lonely at first when you're first there. I cannot, I don't know how the people that travel nurse alone do it. I personally do not think I could do it. Like, thank goodness my fiance is also a nurse and, like, we do it together because we're able to explore together and do things together. It did kind of stink when, like, we were on opposite shifts. Like, I was like, uh, I'm all alone. (laughs) What do I do? But... You get used to it. And, like, I feel like I'm a fairly independent person, too. But I don't think I could go 13 weeks, like, all alone in a brand new area. Like, I don't think I'm that independent, necessarily. So I highly recommend traveling with friends. I was so freaking nervous for my first day. Like, it felt like I was a brand new nurse all over again. Like, I, and honestly, my first day was a little overwhelming just because, like, we didn't, at the hospital I was at, they didn't give me, like, any training on the charting. I know some do training on the charting, and this was a brand new system for me. So I literally had no idea how to chart anything I was doing. I had no idea what the orders were, like, and the charting system was freaking stupid. Stupid. The worst charting system I've ever used. I know people say Cerner was bad. No, this was worse this was worse. But especially coming from Epic, I used Epic at my last hospital. And I'm sorry, Epic is superior. Epic is that girl, you know? She's just that girl. And I miss her. (laughs) Epic is the best. You don't know what you have until you leave, you know? But I literally could not I hated it. It was so overwhelming on the first day, though, because it was like brand new system, brand new people. You don't know freaking where anything is. Day two, a million times better. But day one, I was like, I can't do this. I don't know if I'm meant to be a travel nurse. Like I really was was overwhelmed. But, you know, I think that's just how it is. I think like you probably get used to it the more contracts you do. Obviously, by the time I left, I felt super duper comfortable. I felt, you know, very, very confident. could handle things there but day one just being in a brand new environment not knowing anyone not knowing the charting I was like I made a mistake (laughs) but I really didn't I was just being hard on myself and expecting I I just I think I'm really hard on myself when I don't know what's going on like I like being confident and competent and I felt very self-conscious and very incompetent and That's just not, I don't do well with that, (laughs) but it's okay. That's just like my inner perfectionism personality coming through and it was just a little difficult, but we worked through it. We got through it and it all worked out at the end of the day. But I do want to talk about leaving your staff job too, because that was a big con, big old con for me. It was really hard to do. I loved my staff job and I also don't want people to think that like you have to travel nurse. You do not have to travel nurse. If you love your staff job and if you have no interest in travel nursing, don't do it. Don't feel like you have to. Like if you love your staff job, if you have a solid, you know, group of people that you love working with, if it's a good system, you're, you know, getting your breaks, good ratios, good pay, like all those things, stay there by any means. Like don't make, you know, travel nursing, make you leave your job because there's absolutely nothing wrong with staff nursing. The only con to me was it was really hard to leave. I grew super close and had some of my closest friends that I made from work. So that was really difficult and it was hard leaving my comfort zone. But I knew deep down if I never tried to do travel nursing that I would have regrets because, you know, like five year plan was to get married and eventually have kids. And like it, for me, I didn't want to travel nurse with kids because I watch like my siblings with their kids and my parents, you know, as grandparents. And I love how close we are as a family. And I love, you know, like when the cousins are together and it's just so nice seeing them grow up so close. And I love that close family dynamic. And I knew That's what I wanted. And I love all the people that do travel with their kids. I admire you. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) You are so cool. And I would love my kids to like be exposed to traveling. But I don't think I can handle travel nursing with kids. Like it was hard enough just me. So I knew if I didn't do it now, I would have major regrets. So I was like, you know what, Bree? Just do it. Go out of your comfort zone. Do it, girl. Get it. And so I did. And it was hard. Leaving was hard. I got some backlash for leaving, and that was really hard to deal with. But, like, I said to the people that I worked with, I said, it has nothing to do with this hospital. Like, I love it here. I love you guys. Like... I feel like it's really supportive, and you guys all taught me everything I know, but like if I don't do this now, I will literally never do it, and I will have regrets, and I don't want to regret my life like I'm young, and I'm in the perfect situation where my fiance is a nurse too, and like we can do it together, like, and it just works out perfectly, and you know what, I'll come back one day, because everyone was like, oh, not everyone, some people said like, oh, you'll be back, and I'm like, yeah, I probably will be back, because I do love it here, but like... (laughs) Right now, I got to go. I got to go my own way. What about us? What about everything we've been through? I'm so sorry. I don't know why I've been singing so much these last two episodes. I'm so, so, so sorry. <laughs> but I would say those are like, that's my travel nursing journey so far after contract number number one. Those are my tips that I've learned. Tips and tricks, what not to do, what to do all that good stuff. But I do want to talk about some other things just to wrap it on up. I like, you know, being a little off duty at the end of the episode. What I'm loving right now, I'm in my diet Coke era. Again, I go through phases. I am deep and hard in my diet Coke era. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I also am loving morning walks. I've been walking a lot. Oh, and pickleball. I am in my pickleball era. I love pickleball. You know, I might not be the best player ever, but I love it and I will go hard and I will play for hours because I love it so much. And I'm so competitive. If you play with me, I'm so, so, so sorry if I've said anything competitively like rude to you. It's just I'm competitive. If you've played with me and my dad, you know, it runs in the family. I'm also loving blush. I always love my Dibs Beauty Blush and like contour stick, but they just came out with blush toppers. Also, this is a really sensitive subject. I ordered both of them. They're both sold out now and I used them one yesterday and one today just to try them each and I dropped the one this morning and it cracked everywhere. So it's a sad day. Okay, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. But I absolutely love it. I don't know if you can tell, but I have it on right now if you're watching on YouTube. And it is just like so glowy and pretty and natural and like very buildable, which I love because like I don't want to look like a clown and I don't always know what I'm doing with makeup. So I love something that's like blendable and forgiving because I don't always know what I'm doing. But I love it and I'm obsessed. Also, oh my word, if you're listening to this today, Starbucks is out with pumpkin. It is pumpkin day, baby. And you betcha. I am getting a cold brew with pumpkin cream cold foam. I don't care that it's going to be literally, literally 95 today in Michigan. I don't care. Also, what is going on? Why is it going to be 95? I don't know. I do not know. So I'm bringing it up. It feels like I'm back in Arizona with humidity. My worst nightmare. Okay. (laughs) It is too damn hot. Way too hot. I don't do well with heat this hot, so I will be going to the lake and the pool to soak it on all up. Also, life has been absolutely crazy and, like, not good recently, this last week, and I will talk about it more when I can. Send thoughts, good vibes, prayers, I would love that if you would. Just send them, like, towards my family and me and Brandon and Brandon's family could use them. So that's all I'm going to say for now. I appreciate it. Um, if you keep us in your thoughts and prayers, it would be great because we're going through, we're going through it (laughs) recently and I will talk about it more in a a little bit once we kind of have life figured out, but I am just kind of, it's been rough. (laughs) It's been rough to say the least. So With that said, let's wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all are having a wonderful day. I hope this day maybe, or I hope listening to this maybe made your day a little bit better. I hope, maybe. If you like this episode, please give it a five-star review or a thumbs up, like, comment, whatever you want. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. I'm really trying to up my YouTube game. It's hard. YouTube is hard. I don't know how y'all do it, okay? It's hard, and I'm not the best editor. <laughs> I'm really trying, though. So, thank you so much. I love you guys. Make sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Brie the Nurse and the podcast at Scrubs Off Duty Pod. Love you. Bye.